Howdy. Good afternoon, everybody here on the Hawkeye Hello, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. 1700 News Talk Sports, the big talker, KBGG. We'll figure out whichever slogan it is they want to go with. No longer, <laughs> as soon as they do. Right? No longer ESPN the champ, but uh, but 1700 nonetheless. And we're all the, around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. Podcasts will uh, be out there a little bit later on. You want to check that out. If you missed this, you know, you're driving home right now and you get out of the car and think, hey, I wonder what they were going to say later on. You can pick out the, the uh, free podcast at thehawkeyehuddle.com. Hawks, of course, take it on the chin. On take it on the chin. Yeah, take it on that the chin. isn't exactly the way I would put that. Well, uh, I would say that's that what a college I, sophomore girl does. I, <laughs> I would just say saying that's not how I would. I, they got. Thank you. Thank you. They got beat. <laughs> and they got beat at the buzzer. Got, yeah, I wouldn't call that taking 19. it on the chin. Well, I would. I mean, the loss. Of taking loss. it on the chin is getting beat thirty-one to ten. You think so? Yes. So we would Maryland say, took it on the chin uh, last the week. Hawks, the Hawks put up a fight. It was an epic and, battle, and there was a, there was a, it was, a, it was as good a, a Big Ten be- football game right, as you'll a, you'll see all decision season. Decision went to the judges at the end. No, there yeah. was no decision. There was no knockout. Clearly, right. In spite of nearly five hundred yards or over five hundred yards given up. So Penn State goes for five forty nine, five thirty nine, something like that. Something like that. Iowa with two hundred and seventy some odd yards in the game, uh, and really um, started out the game. If you go back and, and take a look at it, a lot of plays. In Have you that, watched the tape? I've watched parts of the tape. A um, lot, a lot of things in that first half that Iowa. Could have probably helped where they could have probably helped themselves, right? If you drop by, by, by catching the ball catches, that is thrown right, to them, catch the ball that's, that's thrown to you, throw the ball a little bit, uh, you know, don't don't overthrow it a little bit. You know, Nate Stanley starts out what one for eight and he ends up, uh, you know, something like 12 out of his last 14. Um, it, 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 there were points in time when Iowa was down five to nothing that they probably could have probably could have been up, it could have been a little different, and it wasn't, but. Give Penn State a little bit of credit on that for the speed of uh, of that defense, the way that they were playing. Uh, so far this year, they're by far the first team that's been able to really stop Iowa with a seven-man front, which they ran a good chunk of the time. Um, and Iowa couldn't really run the football until the middle of the second half when Iowa started loosening things up with the passing game, and then suddenly there were a few more holes. You know, the passing game works when balls are thrown and then they are caught. It's, it is a two-way street. And... And the ridiculing of Brian Ferentz's play calling in the first half was misguided because Vandenberg catches two passes, so that's two extra first downs, mm-hmm. no three and outs. Uh, number six, uh, Marset, uh, Smith Marset dropped a pass. And then, you know, in the, I think it was in the second half where Stanley overthrew easily, easily that. And a ball that was intercepted, but not intercepted. Whatever. Um, fortunately for the Hawks, not intercepted. Well, and that changes your field position, right? So, well, and the totally, Hawks had a horrible know, field position right, early whole, on right. in the game. Yep. I mean, inside the twenty-five, I think the first four times, including the time they got the safety uh, when Penn State down the ball at the one. And you know, I was reading something on the Twitter where one of the ex-players made comment that look. The Penn State guy makes a play. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a decent play call in terms of if the guy gets sucked in and he pitches it out there, there's no containment, and, and you know, while he's gone, right. or at least eight, out of the eight, end zone. yards out of the end zone, you get out, right. And it's pretty hard. Didn't they run a quarterback sneak on the first play? They did. Yeah, so so you've basically given up a down to to get an extra three feet. Right. And, and so unless you've got, you know huge balls, and you're going to drop back and stand well, there. Iowa does roll out in that situation on play action a number of times. However, Penn State seemed to be prepared for the rollout game. That, and that same guy would have been there, right? Well, you know, yeah, if you get sucked in, maybe. But Penn it, you know. State runs a defense that's far different than I think most of the other defenses in the Big Ten. They blitz constantly uh, to the extent that when, if you you know watch the game, I haven't rewatched it. I've tried. And, and by that meaning I haven't found three hours stum- where I could ju- oh, where, okay. where I could just sit down. It's and, not the stomaching of No, the thing, it's not the it? stomach. It's where I could just sit down and watch a game again. Um and I think I could do that on the 
Big Ten Network or YouTube or something where they, they actually, sh- or ESPN3, I think, where you can actually rewatch yeah, the game yeah. at your own leisure. But nevertheless, the point is, is that when Wadley ran that touchdown there to put the Hawks up late, in the press box, if you read some quotes today, and we will we should talk to Tom Cakert about this, about what Akram was maybe going to talk about, uh, something that Brian said, which I'm not sure we can fully get, may not even be ready, but basically Brian said, holy bleep, we're, we're going to score. score a touchdown yeah. Yeah. on this play based upon formation and all of these other things. Right. They saw where Penn State was going, and they where realized they, were they coming the, and, the, the play call on. And you know? I have rewatched that play, and... Alaric just destroys his guy the whole outside, huge. and 69 just destroys his guy in the inside, and it's just a truck. I mean, literally, they could have driven the Hawkeye football truck through that thing, uh, and Akron goes. And to those people who for one second think that Wadley should have fallen down at the one or... <laughs> Or stopped running to score a touchdown. To, to run the clock, right? To, so that Iowa could, you know, take a knee, uh, set up the field goal. Penn State had two timeouts left. There was, what, a minute 47 when he scored. So if you do that, they call two timeouts, and then you run down 40 seconds. You're still kicking with, what, 50 seconds to go, maybe? Well, and you've already had a field goal block. Right, right. Yeah. I, I did, so, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's look, a, look, you get an sk- opportunity to score a touchdown. You, you score. score touchdown. If the refs are just consistent, they yeah, throw I a heard flag this today. <laughs> as uh, Wadley's going into the end zone, though he did high stuff out of a tackle. Hey, did you? But did you see? So did you see the uh, the I highlights from the North Carolina State Florida State game? No. Uh, two touchdowns by North Carolina State in that game. One of them, dude's running. He gets ahead of everybody. Catch the pass. Gets ahead of everybody by about twenty yards. And stops on the one yard line and does a complete front flip into the end zone and and just I mean you're just immediately thinking flag, flag? I mean he, he didn't score he just did, did he, he did, did flat, he I'm talking a tumbling did he trip no this was a I flipped over now I am standing here showing you all my my gymnastics flip same dude scores later on and as he gets there he does a little turn and sidestep dance into the end zone no flag. If they're going to call this once in college football anywhere, they need to call it every time. Well, number two, number one, number two, that was egregious. Those were absolutely showing up the other team. They were exciting. I wouldn't have thrown a flag myself. It didn't bother me. However, I'm just saying. Okay, I, I digress. I <laughs> well, saw. It. It well, that's just, well, you talk about something happened two games ago, and, and Wildly did high step, but he did. I think it was 26 for there was uh, a guy Penn next State. To him. Yeah, yeah, no, he had that was, 28. 28. Yeah. He had to kick his 26 feet out, make sure he didn't 20, 26 yeah. is pretty good. And right now, who's going to win the Heisman Trophy other than Barkley? Baker Mayfield. That's it. That's your list. That's got to be the only two people. That's the list. Because the play that he makes where he jumps over, it was either Taylor or Jackson. It was Jackson. 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 Yeah, he, he jumps, jumps over, over Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. And Plows Hooker, over. 27, Hooker. Hits him in midair, and still which any enough. mortal person is going to go down, twist their ankle or something, and he stays up and gets like 15 more yards. That play, you can't do that. Those are things you can only do on a video game or something like and that. See, and, and so here's the magic of that performance, because there were a number of times in this game where things didn't like David quite, Copperfield magic? The magic of this performance is that it has taken Iowa fans from complaining about there were a couple times where his knee was down and his elbow was down. Well, there was the one time. For one, sure, there was one they huge extra, play. They got an extra thirty yards, right? It was kind of big when you lose on a, a play with four seconds to go. So it's a huge play, and it's actually kind of taken it out of the mind. I mean, Iowa fans are talking about a lot of things this week. That might have been a much bigger topic for discussion if we didn't all just witness the greatness that is that running back. Right? You just sort of, you just sort of. Play that aside and think of all the other great plays he made, and it almost becomes that becomes more of well, what you're thinking about rather than the fact that yeah, that probably did cost you the football game because the, it cost you at least you know a minute and a half or two minutes. Well, of offense, it cost you right? thirty yards plus yeah. it, it, at least four seconds. The play he makes on third and six on the swing pass, and Josie's got him. And he, do- and, and, he goes, yep. and I mean, you you might have the best mm-hmm. offensive player in the Big Ten and the best defensive player in the Big Ten and the best offensive player one, and you can't take that away from Penn State. You can't take that away from Barkley. I mean, that guy is something else. And if he 
performs like this the rest of the year, he will win the Heisman Trophy. And, you, and, and he should. And you cannot take away from Trace McSorley the, the, the series that he had to drive the team down the field along with him. There are three passes in there. There are four. Fourth well, down the pass, last one. Fourth down pass was good, the first fourth down pass. But the one where he dumped it over the head of Ojemudia, that, that, was, that was an unbelievable pass on the run. And then he's going, going down, and he turns sideways and sees Barkley and shovels it out to the side. That gets him another 15. And then the final throw was... There is no there. There was no there was a window. Grab it was a, the grab a, of the football. Everyone, grab a magazine that you might have in front of you at home, and that's how big that window that's was. Right, and right. it was closing. And it was closing. And, and, so, and he threw it through there, and they, they made a play. So give him. Give and then him he credit. acted like a butt by punting the ball after the yeah, thing. Just he, hand the ball to ref. He, My God, he did. He, he you're right. By the way, did you see uh, Akram uh, on his touchdown ran immediately to the to the referee and with two hands handed him the ball and walked away. <laughs> I think it, I think he was hoping not to get yes, flagged yes, for the he was uh, high really step again. Not to get flagged. Uh, by the way, speaking of Josie Jewell, the uh, Bronco Nagurski uh, Player of the Week and also the Co Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week for his seventeen seventeen no sixteen, 16. tackles uh, the other day. Two for loss, an interception, fumble recovery. Uh, he brought the water out. Yeah, let's. <laughs> he would have bought. He would have gotten a guy a plate of nachos if he'd have fallen down and knocked it over. Right? Wasn't that something? Yeah, yeah that was. Um, it, Jewel, for all all of the angst over was his ankle okay or not? Sure looked like it. I hope that's I hope that's uh, the way he is coming back this week. I hope that wasn't just adrenaline that he was playing on. I'd be surprised be there, if know? he's moved much before today. <laughs> Probably not a lot. Of I hope that. he doesn't have like the Matt Liner dance class on Monday nights or something because because <laughs> he had to be tired. The whole team had it was a hot day, long day of tailgating. You know, yes, I know. Women in their thirties shotgunning beers. What? I mean, it was crazy. Oh yeah, all over the place. It was nuts. I didn't see that. Part. Well, or not that I, you can recall. Was I there was I there, and I just don't remember it. There was a group of college kids who decided to shotgun a beer right next to us, so I well, walked over. That was over. right. Okay, kitty cornered. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I walked yeah, right yeah. over to them. Yeah. yeah. And like you going? I said, yeah, man, I'm going. So they shotgun their beer, and I just took mine. And Thank took you. Right a few, now. Took a few sips. <laughs> Called her good. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm not getting that all over Thank myself. You. I'm not doing hey, that. What am I? Nuts? I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? It was noon. <laughs> the game didn't start for six more hours. So it sounded like you paced yourself well. Oh, I was I was superbly paced. Yes. On the other hand, your co-host. Oh, boy. I, I paced he was my, a puddle. I paced myself you fine. You know what he until... can't do anymore? He can't do shots. Ah. And, that's and, where I get into trouble. And, and he thinks yeah. that he can. He sure. thinks that he can do this, and he can walk around and grab the fireball and do this and go have the chocolate smoothie shot over here. I didn't do that, though, the other day. They, they, they weren't there. I they didn't see there. them, the yeah. Uh, the Welshes were on a bus somewhere. They, they but, didn't, you know, yeah. you're doing the... You're doing... I, I, the, the fireball did not help me the other day. I yeah. finally learned my lesson last year. On? The Michigan game. About? My game, how to pace. Right. I went too far. So even with the hot day Saturday... I did a much better job. Yeah. So I, last week on the huddle, expounded on the one water for every three beers. Yes. yes. I stuck to this policy. I subscribe to your theory. Thank you for that. that I well stuck to the policy, and, and it worked fine. They did well for The you. interesting thing is, I still think I only peed once. I peed a half. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Not at all during yeah, the tailgate. Yeah. For well, six uh, plus hours. Yeah, got into the game. That's crazy. Yeah, that's how hot it was. Mm-hmm. It was just that you were just losing that water through your... Your skin. That's Natural it osmosis. Natural. It was, it was warm. I, it was like was a tree yeah. spreading off oxygen. It was warm. There's no question about it. I was photosynthesizing. It. Well, the one thing that always bothers me is if uh, if you have a little too much, the game the the game goes by a little quicker and you don't notice quite as much, mm-hmm. right? So there are some things about this that I, you know. Like the I'm first like, quarter? Like the entire first quarter, you know. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a, that's maybe a bit of a stretch. But. Uh, there are a number of th- I somebody I read somewhere we punted seven times and they gave the yardage and I'm like we punted seven times. You know, really? as bad I as our as like, bad as our punter like is in terms of aesthetics. <laughs> yes. How many return yards has Iowa given up this year? They're, Zero. They're, they're, the, the coverage. I mean, got to be less than ten. The coverage has been great, and, and he was very good in the rugby style. I, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, fact, in fact, in fact, yeah. I would add that to the repertoire a little more. I I, I agree. Now he's left left footed, so our rugby goes the wrong direction. 
I mean, okay. every it's rugby. Right. It looks like you're trying to do some math. Over every there. every, like, every rugby play I've ever seen, they throw it to the right. And figure that out. But nevertheless, he is good at the rugby. Um, and one of these times, he's not going to punt. He's just going to run. And I'm okay with that. Looks well, to be a decent athlete. Seems to be. Yeah. He's no Ron Kaluzzi, but, you know, he's okay. Well, nobody's give him, rocking give him, Nobody's rock, rocking around. Give him a little time, though. You get, you get, you've got a couple guys in the program. He's Isn't the one this his this fourth one. game ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. let's see how he does, and if it doesn't happen, I think is it Gersand yeah. will will get better as a true freshman, and if that's not working, they're going to find somebody because it's clearly you know it is clearly one of those those two hundred high schools in Iowa, isn't yeah. it? Doesn't somebody have a punter? Well, yeah, and he was he was it, you know, he was the walk on right, and we and that's the guy that walked on. Hey, give him time. I think he's doing fine. I and. Racinos, by the way, had nothing to do with that field goal block. You know, allegedly, and this is uh, message board, Twitter fodder, after the Penn State game where they jumped over the line last year against Ohio State, blocked a field goal, and ran it back for a touchdown, which the Bears couldn't freaking do. (laughs) Anyway. Still got the win. Still got the win. I... Frankly, I was hoping the Bears would lose because of that, and that dude would be walking on Monday. But nevertheless, I digress. If you have a chance to score a touchdown, and I don't care if you're in peewee ball, you're not digressing. high school football, you're not digressing. or whatever, score. You're not digressing. Anyway, they so they have a Penn State rule that you can't jump over the peeps. Yes. Right. So the and, rule- and I saw one replay. I couldn't tell. Did you think he jumped over the line? He did. But he can because one he yard did, within one yard he didn't of the line get a scrimmage. running start. The right. rule is you can't have a running start and leap over. But if you are from so the Cam standing, Chancellor play right uh, that that Seattle has pulled off mm-hmm. more than once from a st- from either a, a down you know, this, three this, point stand position or even standing or like a linebacker. Right. So if our long snapper stands up, that doesn't happen. But if it and they're not theoretically, if he tried to jump over him, that's a penalty, right? Over the over the center over the center. But he, but he didn't stand up, and he he got it. He got a standing jump over the top of the center. Now, if you watch that, there's still a pretty good chance that he touched him on the way by, but she, yeah, they didn't throw it right. So you don't know. But but I, I was know, just I was asking because yeah. I really I saw the replay I think once, well, and I'm like, of all I, of all I the know. things in that game to call, uh, to me the one the, the the egregious difference was the the pick play. That they called on us and that they didn't call on Penn State. Oh, because right? they—I saw the same play. Because okay, yeah, that was on the okay. on the winning drive, right? I mean, there it was, right? So, and and you know they giggle about it apparently on TV. I didn't catch that part, but it's like okay, if that's if it's one way or the other, you got to call that, right? But you know, officials will miss one thing here and there. That's where you kind of come back to this. This is why this is just such a strange loss. It's that you, uh, I, as much as I like to complain about officiating, I don't want to even complain about that. You know, that. the thing of it is, games, you, know, you look on. at the stats, Iowa should have got to be 38 to 10. They had no business and being ahead. They were four seconds from beating the number yeah. four team in the country who's likely going to have the Heisman Trophy winner. But it felt so much like last year's Michigan game. Oh, Michigan, exactly. Michigan was a better team. It felt like the 2008 yeah. Penn State game where... Iowa was absolutely dominated in the first half of that game. They had yeah. no business being yeah. in it, yep. but Penn State allowed them to hang around and yeah. had that same feeling yeah. all throughout the night. Yeah. It kept Penn going. State was dominating, yeah. but never could pull okay. away until the final play. It kept going. All right, let's take our break. We'll come back, uh, break this down a little bit more, and then we got to get ready for your favorite Satan. Sparty. S- can, you, can you give me a little reverb when I say that? Satan, Satan, <laughs> Satan. Mark D'Antonio. This weekend up in Mace Lansing. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Christopher's has been a Des Moines tradition for over 50 years. The Judas Sessig family became owners of a quaint restaurant in the Beaverdale area. Under their steady watch, Christopher's has become one of Des Moines' favorite locations. Known for its excellent Italian cuisine, friendly staff, and atmosphere fitting on any occasion, a can't-miss choice for your next evening out. For a table of two or a banquet of a hundred, no event is too small or too big. Christopher's in Beaverdale. Sponsored by NBC. It's the Blind Auditions on four-time Emmy winner The Voice, followed by the most anticipated premiere of the television season. Two-time Emmy winner, This Is Us, tonight on NBC. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager at Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud sponsor of the Polk City Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Polk City. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these members. Bilbury Insurance Services Incorporated. Community Greetings. Cullen & Associates Insurance Services, Incorporated. The Vibe, 98.3 FM. Fairway, Iowa Growth Investors, Incorporated. Luna Savings Bank. New York Life Agent, Joshua McLean. Polk City Arts and Suzanne Will Studios. Powerfully Essential. Waters Edge Marine, LLC. The Polk City Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these members. Learn more about the Polk City Chamber of Commerce online at polkcitychamber.com. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Scott Dockerman. Iowa, since 2015, if Iowa uh, reaches 100 total rushing yards, they're 23 and 1. If they don't, they're 0 and 8. Trends. Trends that, that indicate what, whether Iowa what is going did, to win a football game or not. Saturday, 80? 70. It's like 78. Uh, but, oh, by the way, so far this year, Iowa has audibleized at the line of scrimmage 18 times into a run every single time. Every single one of them has been a run, and they have 30 yards for those 18 plays. They ought to figure out something else to do out of the audible just once, toss in, throw, you know, because I'm loving the way Brian Ferentz is doing a lot of this. I think he's scratching where it itches in a lot of ways. This is a bad idea, right? You can't have the hunt, have it be that 100% of your audibles are runs, and you're getting don't you 1. Think 1. That those are Don't you think those are run plays already, and they're just switching sides? Okay. Either it's way, pretty it's still simple. bad. I mean, it's still still. I'm it's sure it's still Stanley, stupid. Counting who's there, and yeah, it's it's probably right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's going up there and there's nine guys in the box. But it's telling it, the guys it, in the box that he's that they're, that they're running for sure, right? 
We also have oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Then run the ball at where seven guys are as opposed We're, to two. We, we also have thrown the we have we've also run the ball one hundred percent of the time when we have an incompletion on first down. One hundred percent of the time. So mix it I, up a little. Just uh, these are things that they can get a little better. We we it's as so it's after, early in the year. So let's after get four games, you're you're trying to develop trends in what I would consider be a small sample size. We had Iowa ran. We had the ball for 20 minutes on Saturday. What did we run? 45 45 plays. plays. We ran 80 the week before, though. Okay. And 80 the week before that. Okay. And 70 the week before that. So let's just say it was 80, 80. That's 285 plays. Let's say it's 285 plays. Okay. That isn't a huge sample size. No, when you're it's talking early. about an offensive coordinator who's who's called 285 plays. I, and I and I and I will like I said, I like a lot of what he's doing, and I think he I think he got stuck the other day with field position. I think he got stuck with the fact that his quarterback wasn't playing great in the first half. I think he got stuck with and, the fact the receivers, receivers wouldn't catch a freaking right. ball. So, so I don't think that was him. And it I wasn't think the quarterback. I quarterback things, made one bad pass a whole right. the whole day. And then the the beauty of that is that this is what I love, and this is why I'm not as worried about this weekend as maybe. Everybody, these this this kid and these guys, they just keep plugging. Look, the Iowa State win convinced me, right? They just keep plugging. Then they had the crazy North Texas game where normally Iowa would have shat themselves in the middle of that North Texas game. It would have been Did tough. you say shat? Yeah, that, I didn't. Don't figure that's a bleep, right? I, I think I, it's fine. I think it's good. I so believe we'll find out too. I believe that's misspelled. <laughs> and. And, but the, it, at other times they would have. It would have been much harder. But instead they just plugged down the field. And the other day they had no business. As we said, they were they were getting nothing done. And suddenly he finds the seam and he's but, but on think fire. About Twelve out of his last fourteen. The the thro- the touchdown pass to easily to end the half after you've been terrible in the first half as an offense. He looks off the safety. He sticks in the pocket. It was where beautiful. He's do, and he throws it He throws it in a beautiful position. The only guy that could have caught that ball was Nick Easley. And we go in at half, 7-5, to five, and there had to be 70,000 of us looking at each other going, oh, yeah. how in the world are we winning? Are, are we ahead? Did, did, are, are we ahead? It, really? So what's he got now? 10 touchdowns? 12. 12 touchdowns, one interception? One pick. Uh, leads the big By the way, Sam Darnold, who's uh, Colin Coward's Got his nose, yeah. In terms of penetration, <laughs> in a place that it doesn't belong, has got like eight, seven, seven interceptions. He finally went for the first time this year without, without multiple, without picks. two, yeah, seven interceptions, four games. I mean, oh, why is he allegedly the number one draft choice? Why was Josh Allen? It's a good point. Josh yeah, Allen, yeah. frankly, has looked horrible yeah, uh, yeah. in every game that he's played. This I saw a little bit of them playing. Uh, was it Hawaii? Yes, this week. Um, did you get home for that? I watched the end of that in my in my folks' RV. Did I, I get home for that? I got home at two. Well, then how did you watch it? I have people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, it, it, on Sunday morning, good. you might might not know oh. this. There's this show. It's like called College Football Live or and something. You said, uh, okay. Um, with Joey Galloway. Yeah, he didn't look good. I watched the end of that game, and he didn't look good. They somebody kind of looks like Zubin, but, but yeah. isn't. Yeah. And then uh, some other dude, uh, Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer, yeah. And I frankly, I hate Joey Galloway and Jesse Palmer, but I like watching the highlights. When I was a kid, on Sunday morning they had highlights. I think his name was Bill Fleming from ABC Sports. You can look this up in the old, old, old days. It was, I think it was either Bill, it was something Fleming. And so they would show you the I highlights. Know what you're talking about. They would show um, the highlights for a half hour on Sunday morning, either before or right after the Notre Dame replay that was done in an hour with Lindsey Nelson and Paul I, I Horn. can hear and his voice. And we go to further. St- I can hear his voice. I know totally what you're talking about. And, and back then, there was like five games, maybe probably three that were on TV. Generally, sports announcing back then for football was brutal. Listen, watch YouTube and pull up an old an old college Chris game. Schenkel. Chris Schenkel. He, that's the one that comes to mind for me. He was terrible. It was as if he was, I mean, he was watching bowling, right? And, and that well, was he it. was great at bowling. And, and That's right. He did it, and he called football the same way, right? There, anyway. <laughs> no, um, He's left the 710s. No, 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 the, the he, show I watched, the show I watched was Bob Lee did college football this week um, on Tuesday afternoons for a half hour. And I remember but Iowa that was ESPN days. And I'm talking four channels. Bill Fleming. Bill yes, Fleming, I was yes, right. Yes. And uh, his first event he ever called for ABC was the Drake Relays. Is that right? Oh, there you go. I probably saw him you there. Probably, it's probably what, it's probably well, I bet what, you my grandpa saw him there. <laughs> if nothing else. Right. If, if nothing anyway, else. but those are the only highlights. But to your point, Josh Allen, 
Baker Mayfield, I don't the dude's seventy five percent pass completions. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is he not the guy? Is he because he's Drew well, he Brees' height? He might be the guy yeah. though. Yeah, because yeah. he's too yeah. short and whatever. Yeah, they, they'll they'll go check it out and see if he can play. But yeah, that's why. I mean, it's it's measurable. Hey. Nate, part of the Nate Stanley's going to get drafted based on measurables. Yeah, it's, it's, he's 6'5", 220. He's got a good arm. Before we go to break so we don't have to do this when Tom's on, uh, sponsors, Christopher's. Christopher's Fine Dining over in Beaverdale. Stop in. Say hi to the Judas Essies. Yeah. Have a little something to eat, a little yeah. something to drink. It's good to wave hi, but stop in and be a patron as well. Be it's a good patron. Thing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Temple and Rye, appreciate them every year uh, coming back in. Kozlowski Law, big cause at... Uh, you got the phone number is not in front of me. I'm sorry. This is problem. But so if, you need, days, if you need the divorce, call Cause. He'll do the collaborative divorce, divorce That's right. and it's way better than the physical fighting divorce. <laughs> way never, better. Never really want it's to see that. It's more better. Yeah, never want to see that. All right, let's take our break. We'll get uh, Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. A couple of things I want to ask him about. Some injuries uh, uh, this week that you know didn't end up being a big deal. And a possibility one uh, important player may be back here relatively soon as well. We'll talk uh, to him about that when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KDGG. Boom! Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Sponsored by Sprint. To learn how you can get the best price for Unlimited, visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Sprint. Works for me. Compared to similar plans from national carriers, features differ. Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realize we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Lacasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options Lacasey Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. Lacasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for and affordable pricing. Visit Lacasey Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 64 64- I'm glad we went with LaCasey, and you will be too. Here's another valuable secret from Arm & Hammer. I'm Marlies from Presbyterian, New Jersey. I have hundreds of uses for Arm & Hammer baking soda. It helps me with stains. It helps me with absorbing odors in the refrigerator. It's a terrific value. Arm & Hammer baking soda works everywhere, cleaning and deodorizing your home all for about a dollar. For maximum fridge freshness, remember to change the box. Mr. Armand Hammer, I want to tell you, don't ever change your product. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's a little box of magic. Save more, waste less with Armand Hammer. NBC Tuesday is back, all new. First, on four-time Emmy winner The Voice, Adam, Blake, Miley, and newest coach Jennifer Hudson battle for amazing talent in the blind auditions. Followed by the return of the show that captured America's heart and never let go. This is us. Then, the premiere of a new kind of Law & Order series based on actual events. Edie Falco stars in Law & Order True Crime, The Menendez Murders, tonight on NBC. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 37. 37 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give them a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, He got, got him, Tom. Got him at the last, the I last got second. <laughs> got problems. We all got, got problems. <laughs> we all got problems. Making fun of me for not for not taking my time tailgating, and here you guys are in the middle of the show. That's all right. Talking about your points here. And we then, got our friend Tom Caker on the line. You, I don't understand what you. Never oh, good lord! Tom Caker from we don't want to see. We don't, yeah, don't want to see, see anybody's unit. Afternoon, Tom. Gentlemen, how are you? We're not bad. We could use a couple beers, Tom, but you know how it goes. Yeah. We're, you guys aren't drinking on air again, are you? No, we're not allowed we're, to. We're in, in the studio. studio. This is ridiculous. We need an advertiser who wants us to come to their place of uh, of uh, local adult, local embodiment, local embodiment, and let us do what we used to do, which is we used to sit there and enjoy a, a cool one. You know. Well, Brinson, uh, the Condon told me that Brinson's always, you know drinking on air. Well, he's in Arizona, so we don't know what he's doing, right? <laughs> you, you can't see him. <laughs> he's on the patio. <laughs> but anyway. Well, we're in a pretty good mood, even though the Hawks lost this weekend, Tom, and that's what I think we've been talking a little bit about it. It's just the strangest thing to walk out of Kinnick Stadium with a loss, deflated, depressed, upset, and yet at the same time walk down the street thinking, well, there's a lot of good things I feel good about after that. Yeah. It was weird at the end, and I don't know if you guys were at the game back in 1990, the, the infamous Bobby Olive game. thing to walk out of Kinnick Stadium with a loss, deflated, depressed, upset, and yet at the same time walk down the street thinking, well, there's a lot of good things I feel good about after that. Yeah, it was weird at the end, and I don't know if you guys were at the game back in 1990, the, the infamous Bobby Olive no, game. I was. I was there. Oh, yeah. You guys remember it? it to me, it kind of, the end of the game kind of felt like that, um, just because everybody just kind of stood there for about ten minutes and didn't really move. Just kind of stood there, and not many people left, and you know, it just everybody was kind of numb for a little bit um, at the end of the game on on Saturday night, um, kind of like they were in nineteen ninety. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with what I think is clearly the best team in the Big Ten and nearly beat them uh, on the field Saturday night. Well, I don't think there's any question based upon the first four games of the season that Penn State's the most impressive team that that is playing in the Big Ten right now. Michigan's got offensive struggles, and I can't believe for one second that Harbaugh is bitching about the Purdue visitors locker room which has been the same visitors locker room that he probably went into when he was playing and now all of a sudden it's really hot (laughs) my boys don't have fans 
and the and I love Purdue's response to them. Um, you guys did a walkthrough in the summer. We offered temporary cooling units, <laughs> the X-ray machines just right here down the Sounds block. Sounds like that little league coach that said that we grew the grass too long that year in the remember the oh eleventh tournament. He yes. was going to file. He was because his file, kid tripped on the weight. He's going to file a grievance. Yes, he was going to file a grievance because Creighton and I let the grass grow too long near home plate, and then we told our players that so that our players would step over it, but their kid tripped on the way home. Yeah. It's true well, story. Here's, here's what I would tell. Here's what I tell Jim. How about you put out your uh, two deeps? <laughs> hey, there you go. Just be, we'll, we'll turn it around on him a little bit. Be well, a little fair. How about so, a roster? Oh, how, how about, about a roster and a two deeps? Yeah, yeah. It, for I'm, a guy for a guy who does more gamesmanship than anybody else in the league to go and complain about that is something. But the, nevertheless, the arrogance. You know, speaking of arrogance, uh, the Hawks have Michigan State this week, and uh, Ridge's favorite, my favorite, uh, D'Antonio on the sidelines. Um, admittedly, his act has not been as bad the last couple of years. He's not had as many guys in jail. That's basically what's what's been the deal with that. But if they were in jail and they got out on Friday, he would have them in uniform on Saturday, and that's just the way he plays it. Can the Hawks turn the page, Tom, quickly and move on, flush Saturday night down the toilet and move on and think about Michigan State? Yeah, I think so. I got that sense today that they've kind of flipped the script on and went on to this new game and the next week, I, I, I think they're, they'll be ready to go. Now, I thought it was interesting, Kurt said they're kind of monitoring people a little bit differently in practice, and that comes with the technology they're using with those kind of body monitors that all those guys wear that they can tell about rest and recovery and how the body is functioning and if it needs more rest. And a lot of data that they have now, and it seemed like he was, Maybe taking the uh, the foot off the gas a little bit. Well, they you know they've had four straight games, and a uh, huge game in in Ames, Iowa State rivalry. It's been hot for every game. Well, actually, the Wyoming game was nice, but the other other three it, it, games, uh, it's, it's been it's been really very hot. hot. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that they had this sort of uh, monitoring. Uh, information and data that they can do so that guys like Josie Jewell, I, I mentioned earlier, I bet he hasn't even hardly moved since Saturday night, um, that they would take it easy with guys like him. Uh, the defensive line, actually probably all three of the linebackers, I think, played virtually every play. And, you know, the D-line has has had a nice rotation. I tell you what, number 90 Brinks played a really good football game on Saturday night. Didn't you think that, Tom? Yeah, I thought he did. Um, you know, he was uh, really active, and I, I thought he did a he did a nice job. I thought Epinesa coming off the bench did a nice job. I, I I thought it was probably Anthony Nelson's best game as a Hawkeye. Um, got after it early and kind of helped them set the tone early in the game. And uh, but they boy, that defense played a lot of plays, ninety nine plays. I mean, Oof. when I saw that for the first time, I was like, holy cow, that's a didn't realize that it was that much. You know, the interesting number is uh, Iowa gave up only 20 yards less than they did the previous year. Well, it, wait, the, wait, the game's still yep. still very yeah. much different. Different very game. Different. It helps score keep, more, a keep bunch more out, points. Keep them out, you know? out of the end zone. It matters. Right. Yeah, well, we got, I think we said that when we got back to the car. We gave up almost as many yards, and, and it was a completely different game. But... You know, nonetheless, I think you're right. I think, you know, by far the, the defensive line's best game um, as a group overall, and I think some of that has to do with being able to shuffle guys in. You, know, you got a little bit more of what you wanted to see there, Creighton, with uh, oh. with, with uh, 94 playing a bunch more, which is, was great. Is Hesse hurt? No, he's fine. Okay. Um, they've, they've moved him down to de-tackle at some of those spots where they had uh, FNS in there. Right, so right. Well, I just, you know, he's still out there quite a bit. Uh, they just tried to... I thought on that last drive, they just couldn't get those guys subbed in and out enough. And um, it, it just seemed like at that point in that last drive that Penn State had, that um, the tank might have, may have hit empty for some of those guys on the D-line. And yet, if Nelson somehow would have grabbed the pass yeah. on the yeah. play before, I mean, it would have been, it would have been an all-world interception. Yeah. Uh, the fact he knocked it down probably saved touchdown. Yeah. 
Well, and, you know, as it stands, um, ninety-eight plays would have been better, but they had to give up the ninety-ninth, and it was, you know, but but a great all all around effort. So um, it sounded like, and we should okay. So I wanted to transition into this week. We got really good safety play, right? Uh, out of our new uh, hooker played great. Hooker played great. And it sounds like um, Brandon. Gonna, Brandon Snyder's going to uh, make a comeback here. They're feeling they're feeling real optimistic now about this town. Yeah, I think it's it's become more realistic that Brandon Snyder could be on the field. And now, I want to caution people: it's ACL stuff. You never know, and you can have setbacks very quickly, and it could put you back a couple weeks. So, I wouldn't um, say I wouldn't be comfortable giving a date i'll just say after the bye week maybe you just start looking to see what's going to happen there kirk did say he's going to travel with the team this week he traveled to ames but he'll be in uniform i think this week at least to go through pregame with the team so um he's at least to that stage you wouldn't expect him to be ready the following week against illinois and then you've got the bye so um i think northwestern is earliest but i i i still kind of think november is probably the the ideal time to to give him a little extra time to be ready for that stretch run the other question is how much can you use him what's he what's he gonna be like out there yeah what what does he have right yeah you know but i'll bet you he would take a little bit better angle this is my only complaint about miles taylor is that his either he thinks he's faster than he is or he's not very good at geometry because his angles are bad. Well, he got spun around like a top on that last play, too. Yeah. Yep. Well, and you're asking him to, to go man-to-man against a 6'5 stud wide receiver. And well, that, go up and jam him. Jam him. Right. <laughs> Shit, tackle him. Well, it, yeah. that, that, you know, so for Iowa fans who say that Iowa doesn't blitz enough, uh, Iowa blitzed all over the place in the game, including on the last play, and it, and yeah. it was it was part of the I think the part of the success of the of the defense dialing it up at the right time. So you know, depends on what they're who they're playing, and they're going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But you know, over well over a dozen times, I believe they they blitzed. So you know, on that last play, you left some guys out on an island. It was a gamble. And uh, Taylor might be the one that you know that that got, well, that got spun around. I'm not, that, I'm not blaming him right now. And if and if one of those guys beats that blitz, then it's a different outcome. Yeah, exactly. you know, Josie gets if Josie gets through there, it's a yep. different different outcome. Yep, uh, it, it was worth. Uh, there's no criticizing it. It was worth a shot, right? This, I mean, this well, is it's what, not where like where they're going to run a quarterback draw, right? This is where you had the success uh, throughout the rest of the game. So, what does Michigan State bring into the table on on Saturday, Tom? You know, I was just talking to somebody about them today, and just. Just think about how just it, what you know. And Kirk said it feels like it was ten years ago, and it does feel like it was ten years ago when Iowa and Michigan State played for the Big Ten title in December of 2015. And you know it's not even two years removed. And you just look at the changes, especially with Michigan State. I mean, they flat out bottomed out last year, and uh, really unexpectedly bottomed out. And I don't think anybody saw that season coming from that program because they had just been on such a roll. But I kind of compared it to when Iowa was on that roll in the mid-2000s, and then they just had that where they stepped back, had some off-the-field stuff, and just wasn't right, and things weren't going well. Um, had some recruiting misses, and took a step back, and then you had you know Kirk 2.0 end of 2008, 2009 season where he kind of reinvented himself and got things going back in the right direction. So I think that's what D'Antonio is trying to do, is reclaim that string of success that he had and enjoyed for for those years uh, prior to last year. Well, let's hope that uh, he doesn't have it rolling yet, because I think you're right. I think that it's kind of he's in one of those ruts. You expected them, uh, based on the recruiting they had going, it was pretty good, not great, but it was good enough that you thought they'd keep reloading what she's done. But uh, maybe doesn't quite have as much firepower, and we'll hope uh, we'll hope that the Hawks can can get things re- uh, righted this week. Hey, thanks, Tom. We'll check with you with you next week. We're almost up against the gun. Got to go. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye bye. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport dot com, and uh, you know, D'Antonio for for as much as I despise the man for a number of different reasons. 
um, he was he was doing that thing where they were they were reloading every year, and so they I think sometimes recruiting classes are partially a, a factor. What the, the ratings are partially a factor of how you've done in the past, and I he may have pulled in some classes there that were maybe a little overrated because. The tank was empty last year, right? Well, yeah, the, yeah. So it was. There's no question about it. I mean, three and nine last year. It, I was just looking through this. Uh, our Phil Steele here. Iowa hasn't been to Michigan State since 2012. That was our year when we were bad, but we won it in the rain in double overtime. Double overtime. Yeah. 19 to 16. Vandenberg. And yeah. in 2013, they came to Iowa City and beat us 26-14, and then other than the Big Ten Championship game, we haven't played them, which which is interesting because it seems like every time Iowa and Michigan State go go at each other, it's this huge physical beat-em-up football game. They have been very, very physical football games going all the way back. You can think of 2009, the one of the things, Colin Sandeman laying there on the ground twitching with D'Antonio, complaining about the flag that was thrown you know over the top of them and very physical football games low scoring in a lot of cases not a lot of high scoring football games uh what a 20 to 17 loss out there in 2008 um you know it's 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 been it's been a series where Iowa's had some success but they have been low scoring games for the most part because they've been so physical and i i would expect that again this week based on the fact that michigan state appears to have a fairly uh, a fairly physical, salty defense that um, gave up some points to Notre Dame the other day, but has played pretty well up until now. And Iowa, of course, looks like you know we want to stay with that physical brand and then throw whenever we really need to. We're down to the last three minutes. Three minutes. You know what that means? It does mean that it's time for our Templeton Rye last call. Brought to you by Templeton Rye, the good stuff. I really it's like some good whiskey, stuff. Isn't it? You oh, like some good stuff? It's delicious. It's delicious, isn't it? All right, uh, I've been letting you go first. And we lost. We lost. So I, I will go first this week. And uh, I'm concerned that the emotional toll and the physical toll on the defense from last week is going to carry over this week. Can Iowa get back to the place where, at minimum, we, we – Iowa was like fifth in the country before last week in terms of time possession and only had it for 20, 45 plays, 20 minutes. I got a bad feeling. I got a bad feeling. I got Michigan State twenty one, Iowa twenty. Sounds like you need a you need an Alka Seltzer or something like that, huh? That's what was that? You got twenty one twenty Michigan State. That, so that so I, I think um, I think the difficulty Iowa fans are going to have with this is I think Kirk's probably going to go down down that same road, and it's going to be as much ball control as we can possibly play, right? Uh, um, even though in the games where the game where we went on the road and had success at Iowa State, we threw the ball a lot out of necessity, but we threw the ball a lot with some success. And the other day, when they finally did start moving the football, it's because they were mixing in the pass and finally catching the darn thing, right? So I, I don't know how this is going to go, but I do think you're going to see a steady diet of Akram Wadley early on, uh, trying to play the ball control as much as they can to keep defense off field, try to keep them a little bit rested. It won't be as hot. No, it's it supposed to be like 60 or and, something. And so that, that'll be okay. And they do have eight defensive linemen that they play, and they rotate in and out of there. The problem is they only play about three linebackers, right? So that's where you're, you're looking at those guys, and Josie Jewell um, maybe on an IV somewhere in the middle of the game, right? Um, so that's where I'm more worried about. I think emotionally and mentally they could get back up for it, but physically is a, is a whole different deal. And uh, I agree with you. That's, that's the tough thing. Doesn't mean that I think we're going to lose. So? Twenty-three, seventeen, Hawks. That away. Um, that a boy. I, I think Iowa. I, I think Iowa is on a path right now to uh, to five and one out of the gate, and I think they're on a path to to where it, the Iowa Wisconsin game is going to decide uh, the Big Ten West. I could they see may that. lose to Ohio State, but that won't be part. I'm going to add one more. Uh, my temple to right last call. The Cubs will clinch in tonight. The ne- not tonight. Eh. Tonight. Yeah. Why not tonight? Tonight. And for the first time in a long time, it won't be nearly as big of an event as it. As it should, it should be, be though. The uh, Cubs have not been to three state playoffs since the Tinkers to Evers to Chance teams. It's, it's it's an accomplishment. They're twenty two over in the second half. Good for them. More than that. No, twenty two. Twenty three. Twenty three over. You're right. Thanks, Trent Condon. Thanks to uh, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com for Dave Creighton Jr. I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Afternoons, we talk.